Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen of Hansen Screen Printing, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Wallen, Zach Duran, Daniel and Cara Lighting. Thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are your hosts as always, I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And today we have a truly festive uh, episode for you. Uh, We're going to dive into a, a few of the maybe weird and wacky Wisconsin festive Traditions, the holiday yeah, some, traditions. Some things maybe you guys do or maybe you don't do, but right. it is still kind of a obscure Wisconsin tradition. Right, yeah. The things that Wisconsinites do to celebrate uh, not only the the holiday season, Christmas and stuff, but also into maybe even the new year and things too. So this is going to be uh, right where we are, right in this time, and it's going to be very relevant. And And please share. If there's stuff that uh, is on this list that you do, because we would love to hear more about that. Um, So we'll dive into that here. We have great Wisconsin music from Pay the Devil. Yeah. Awesome bluegrass. Awesome bluegrass, uh, alternative type stuff. Um, We love this. And uh, we also have a nice beer review that is going to hopefully knock your socks off, your stockings off, maybe I should say. What was that? Is that Santa? Is that Santa? Yeah. So we have a, a nice beer review for you. And uh, also coming up at the tail end of this episode, we have what? Would you guess it? How many locals? Oh, like that transition from like yeah, yeah, being happy and jolly to fucking terrifying. To straight up match. <laughs> straight up match. Zero to match real quick. <laughs> so fun-filled episode for you before we get into all of that let's first talk about how you should be reviewing subscribing liking rating all that sort of stuff on whatever platform you listen that's what we need from you you some five stars you gotta get 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 us some five stars man just a couple that's what we need five stars just a couple just one two three four five stars uh thank you for doing that if you already have uh if you haven't please do that's what we need from you um please visit our website wisconsindrunkenhistory.com uh, not only can you find some episode action there, but you can also find uh, links to all of our uh, uh, social media stuff, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can also find links to Patreon. That's where we uh, physically have the ability to take money out of your wallets, put it into our wallets, and then pay for some of the stuff that we're doing here. Uh, so if you really enjoy it, please think about giving and joining that's uh, that plenty yes mind, so. huge appreciation to those who already give thank you for those who already uh, have maybe in the past 
and we also have T Public, uh, which will be going away somewhat soon. You think we're going to get rid of? 100%, I think. I think, yeah. I think coming towards the new I year, I think we're going to drop it. I think we're going to we're really going to work with uh, Nate Hansen over at Hansen Screen Printing. Uh, to get uh, some really cool merch for live um, shows, put it on our website. Kind yeah. Of thing, so, yep. And and you'll be able to purchase some of that stuff directly from the website. You'll be able to purchase some of that stuff live and in person from us. We'll be doing that order for fulfillment uh, right out of my basement here. We're just going to be sealing boxes and sending them out and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we have full time jobs already, and this is starting to become one. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I love it. This is more of a labor of love than anything. I know, Russ, you feel the same way. Uh, we enjoy bringing you a piece of Wisconsin history as well as uh, drinking a few brews together and, and uh, highlighting some music and stuff. So, But on to the more important thing here. That's Wisconsin holiday traditions. Yeah, so we got a list of a few things that maybe you guys celebrate, maybe you don't. Um, yeah, and, and some of these are... Weird and wacky, and some of them are just uh, downright normal, you know. Um, let's go ahead and talk about one super weird thing. Russ, tell me right now, have you or has any of your family members or people that you know taken in the the tradition of eating herring for prosperity in the new year? You know, I have to say this one I have not done. Right, you have haven't. You, have you. I have. I do not do it every year. You suck back some herring. I suck back a little bit of herring, pickled herring. My grandma, every year though, my grandma Jones, she goes to the local deli and gets herself a nice little scoop of pickled herring. And I promise you, she has for at least the last 30 or 40 years, if not longer, enjoyed a nice piece of pickled herring uh, to ensure that she's going to have prosperity in the new year, like it's going to be a great year for you eat some right friggin. And this is this is kind of on the Scandinavian side of things. Um, it's definitely very popular. Um, there there are some areas that uh, you can pick this up at that's uh, very you know traditional on the uh, on, in the Milwaukee side. You got uh, Ma Benches. I'm not really sure if I'm pronouncing that route, uh, right, but Ma Bench or Ma Bench, whatever you say. Um, but you can enjoy this on a nice uh, cracker. Hmm. Yeah. I actually, like, I don't mind herring. I just had no idea. Well, and here's the that, thing. Like, it's, it's, it was actually a thing. Like essentially, a think of think of your whitefish, uh, any normal piece of whitefish, and then you pickle it. It can't be that bad, right? I mean, you like pickles. I mean, you like yeah. whitefish. I mean, it's, it's essentially like having, uh, you know, just a nice piece of almost like sour fish kind Slap of. Slap some dill on it. Slap some dill. Slap some deal on it. Um, Russ, tell me right now. Second tradition here that we've got on a list. What in the world is hiding a pickle ornament, and have you done it? I have not hit a pickle ornament either, but I yeah. do know of this tradition, and I have heard of it about putting a pickle ornament on your tree. Yes, and so this tradition I have partaken in once or twice. It's not something that we did forever, um, and and... It is mostly done, I think, by German families. Um, parents will hang a pickle ornament on the tree, um, and the kids have to find it. Uh, the one who does, they get an extra present nice. and gets to open their presents first. So, all so it's right. kind of like a way to build hierarchy in terms of who's going to 
um, get presents and then who's going to have that additional one. So it, it does create a little bit of a, uh, a feud and some, some sort of a little, uh, reason to be, you know, uh, up first and maybe even scouting that tree, but you know, they don't always hide it when they're first decorating. And that's the key is that it might be Christmas night. It might be Christmas night. All right. And that's how they get away with it. That's how they get us, Russ. That's there's, amazing. There's a pickle somewhere on this tree. If you want to be the first one to open your gift, you get a yeah. pickle. And maybe a little extra gift, too. Pretty nice. Now, this one, Russ, I know... Uh, we do. We both do. We do Saints. Yeah. We do celebrate or St. Nick's Night. At least at one point in our lives, we did. You might with the kids now. But celebrating St. Nick's Day. Yeah. Do you do this? We do do this. Of course December you do. 5th. Yes. So, uh, now... Is there anything you can maybe explain to me about this tradition? So it's basically celebrating actually St. Nick himself. Um, it's it's basically you get your stocking filled that night, December 5th, to kind of give you like a little preliminary of what's coming, what's the yeah. coming Christmas here. Um, obviously, I think there's actually some true tradition behind it with um, you put like apples and fruits inside your stocking instead yeah. of like an actual present. But a lot of times what we'll do is get like socks or something. See, know? I was just going to say, I think something small, I think back, back when I was a child, the, the St. Nick's thing would be more of the, here's some socks. Yeah. Maybe like some underwear, small gift, kind of a preliminary to right. Christmas. Kind the, sh- of thing. the shit that honestly your parents don't want to give you on, on Christmas Day because much. they know you're not going to be thankful for it. Like you get a sweater, but you're not that happy you got yeah, a sweater you're like, kind of thing. Mm, yeah, cool. This uh, is going to make me itch. You throw Great. it away for like two. You throw it away to the side where you wait for the cool shit. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I'm just going to wait until I open up a fucking remote control car. So that's one fucking Ninja Turtle. See yeah. See you. See you later, sweater. I'm going to wait until I get a fucking Power Ranger, bro. <laughs> yeah. Duh. I want a Green Ranger, not a fucking <laughs> pair of undies. So this one, Russ, I know we just talked about very recently yeah. in the past episode. Yeah. Um, this one extends a little bit out to November and, and into the Thanksgiving holiday. But spending the Thanksgiving holiday hunting out in the woods in that blaze orange. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people do. For me, it's more of like I do the opening weekend. I save the Thanksgiving for the family. This year, I actually did go out the day after Thanksgiving. You early did. Early in the morning. Yep. After Thanksgiving, though. Um, because hunting, gun hunt usually lasts about like one week. So you got opening weekend, you got the weekend after usually. And yeah. so if you didn't get anything the opening weekend, sometimes you got to go out for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I know that there are, are plenty of different types of hunt as well. You're talking about gun hunt. Gun deer. But they also basically. do have uh, muzzle load, which is extends past yes. uh, Thanksgiving. They also have bow hunting, which lasts pretty much the entire fucking time. I mean, from like September on until, you know, December. So there are some, uh, some other traditional hunts that, that last, uh, quite a while, but obviously the one gun hunt season that everybody's talking about is the late gun hunt. And that is right around that Thanksgiving holiday. So, um, that was a big thing in my family. Uh, a lot of the guys would go out, um, right around that Thanksgiving holiday. Thanksgiving would always be spent at home. Um, but, you know, the around morning, that time, morning, night, maybe this right. day or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Even the days. Yeah. Surrounding kind of now this one I've never been a, a part of. I've actually never cut my own Christmas tree. Okay. So I know a lot of people do, ask. but I actually do every year we get a live tree. Okay. I usually go to a lot where there's like a trailer, you know, like your right. standard tree lot. Kind of like your here. local, uh, yeah, exactly. your local home, local tree kind of. farms. But yeah. I've actually never gone and cut my own Christmas tree. Have you? I have not. Um, I and, and in fact, 
I can only imagine, uh, I can only remember rather a couple of Christmases where we had a live tree. Um, really? You usually not go with something, the plastics? Or? Yeah, so my parents would have one that they would just, you know, put down in a box in the basement until December rolled around, and then we would put it up every year and, and decorate it and do all the stuff with the tinsel and the ornaments and that, lights and... Um, but yeah, it's been it's been quite a while since since we've done any sort of live tree. Yeah, so, for sure. I um, mean, so this next one we have, obviously, I've done in my family. Have, have. you done this? Okay. Yeah, and it's not necessarily um, something that I did with my family, but something that I have enjoyed uh, uh, with it's, with it's other individuals. It's definitely interesting, right? Yeah. Like, and I mean, like maybe it's not for everyone, but Eric, can you tell us what it is? So we're talking about cannibal sandwiches. We're talking um, about slapping some freaking raw meat on a sandwich and eating that sucker. Yeah, and and in some cases, again, it's you know it's uh, um, added with a little bit of onion on a nice little hoagie, um, but it's essentially just like steak or beef tartare, um, yeah, exactly. which is put right on top of like a bread. It's it's put together in a way that if you enjoy it in a certain period of time, you're not going to get sick. Um, so it's not just Hey, here's some raw meat. It's here's a particular raw meat that it's not going to make you fucking barf your shit out or shit your barf out. One of the two, you know. Hey, we we've talked about this. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but we've talked about it in real life called uh, number three. Oh, three. Really? You know how you have a number one, which is P, a number two, which is doo doo, and a number three, which is pia. It's three area. It's three area, <laughs> which is basically where you're who knows avoiding your bowels. Everything's but it also is kind of like pee. It's like projectiles of everything. You're not really sure what's coming out, but it's all coming out. It's a three area. So the three area, uh, this will not give you that. Um, but essentially, it's a raw beef sandwich, a little bit of onion. It's a Wisconsin delicacy, man. It's just beautiful. It's it's funny because I think every year I remember seeing warnings about not doing this. The health department specifically says, do not do this. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't give a shit about that stuff. Yeah. But uh, I know I know themselves. a lot of my family actually did participate in the cannibal sandwiches, and there would be a plate of raw meat, the hoagies that you cut up, mm-hmm. put your put, you put your meat in there, you got some vegetables, you scoop on it, and yep. you basically eat it like that as a sandwich, raw meat. Yeah, and I would say you know one of the things that uh, that I like most about it is it's uh, the 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 texture to me is is actually quite pleasant. I think that that gets a lot of people. It's cold, it's uh, mushy. Yeah. For me, I think when you get a nice crusty bread, that really honestly takes it to that next level. And of course, it's got to be raw onion. Um, yeah, so you get the crunch of the you onion. You got to get the get crunch the bread, of the onion. The bread kind of helps. If you have that crusty bread, crunch of the onion, and you could put maybe a little, you know, the, I don't know if you really want to put mustard on it or something like that, but you could. Um, but to me, it's, it is a delicacy. Um, I've gone out to many restaurants here in the Milwaukee area uh, and ordered beef tartare on the menu. And I like it. My wife hates it. I've, she I've, can't stomach yeah, it. I've definitely eaten that. And I enjoy it. it. Yeah, me too. I now, the problem is, it. is, you know, the, the, like at, at least at the one restaurant that we've been to where her and I ordered it, I ordered it. <laughs> she had no idea what it was. Um, she enjoyed like one bite. And the problem is, is that they give you a pretty heaping sized bowl of it. One person can't eat that entire bowl. Yeah, right, right. And so I felt bad because there I am trying to wolf down uh, a bowl of beef tartare uh, or steak tartare, whichever way you put it. And um, that's not fun. 
probably a lot. After you eat a few bites of it, uh, a few little sandwiches of it, you're kind of like, I'm over this. Yes, yeah, enough. I'm good. This is all right. Uh, I think one or two was fine. Um, let's move on. We've got another one that is uh, quite frigid. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I've actually only participated in one. And, I have uh, participated in one as well. And, and uh, uh, it's it's kind of a thing around you know, when it's really cold. And it is. Eric, do you want to tell us what it is? Yeah. So this one is the Polar Bear Plunge. So you're basically just going in with swim trunks and running into a very cold Frigid body of water. body of water. <laughs> very cold. Um, it's highly suggested that uh, you have medical personnel on staff in order to recover any of your bodies that uh, you can't get out. Now, the big thing is when you go into frigid water, your muscles tend to tighten up and and sort of go into almost like a shock mode where um, the blood rushes to your vital organs uh, and away from your extremities, almost rendering them useless, uh, almost making you paralyzed in a way. And very difficult sometimes if you're not ready or if you're not experienced to try to to crawl out or swim out if you've you know fallen or whatever a lot of times you're not necessarily jumping in to uh to uh, like a, a, a deep amount of water or anything sometimes it's just you're running into the lake off of the the shore and you're only running in you know 10 feet 20 feet and it's not really going to be that deep it just gets up to like your waist and then you turn around to run back and you're all shriveled and, and have you, freezing have you ever submerged fully i have yeah 100 yeah, percent. okay because a lot of people like a lot of times they go waist deep and run out exactly i've done the one where you actually jump off of the pier and then just walk back and then you gotta fucking <sighs> somehow make your way out yeah nice and that's fun that's tough um now this next one russ and i both we hadn't necessarily heard of it in in this way and and with this name associated with it but um Apparently, this is a, a big thing. And uh, is it, what, German? It's, yeah, I think it it's a German stolen, thing. Stolen. Stolen bread. And it's uh, uh, essentially like um, a fruit-stuffed cake uh, bread kind of thing. Um, and it's uh, called Stolen. And there are tons of variations. Uh, it's not just, you know, one thing and that's, you know, that's it. It's uh, some sort of dried bread uh, that... I mean, obviously, dried bread pairs really well with, like, morning coffee and stuff or tea, but um, it is definitely a staple of the holiday, and I have never done it. Yeah, I have actually never done that either, and there's definitely different variations. We get, like, a frosting, nuts, obviously, fruits, different things. Obviously, it's, you know, it's not quite a fruitcake, but a fruitcake could maybe be considered a shrine. Right. You know, like, it's kind of in that family, I would say. And see, that's where I was going to ask was, you know, is a fruitcake a Stalin? If it's not, it's, what is the real differentiation? Yeah, because sure. what I'm seeing here in front of me, this looks almost more like a Kringle. Yeah, it's almost, yeah, it really. I mean, and even like what's funny is the Kringle is another tradition. You know, right. like there's a lot of, especially in Racine, there's a awesome Kringle company that makes well, that, some of the best Kringles you could ever want in your life. They're, I mean, they're just incredibly amazing. That actually brings us to our next one, which is, is Kringle. Um, Kringle is, it's a hallmark of Christmas in Wisconsin. Like Russ just mentioned, we have a ton of really famous Kringle pastry companies. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's absolutely amazing to, to think that, uh, I mean, we're blessed with this, uh, with this, you know, dessert all year round. You can go to, I mean, um, most offices, someone will bring in a OH, Kringle. 
uh, Racine. I'm sure there's a handful of more, but those are the ones that I know. Um, and they're delicious. Absolutely. Do you have oh, yeah. a preferred filling in your Kringle? I actually like the Bear Claw. You like Kringle, the Bear Claw? Which is like, almost like a cinnamon custard, almost, I would say. Yeah. Is that what it is, technically? Kind it's like of, a yeah. custardy more. Yeah. But yeah, the Bear Claw is my favorite Kringle. I like what the, about the ones you? with like the pecans. You like the pecan? Yeah, ones. like almost like a caramel pecan. Or... You know, like a good uh, raspberry or or whatever in there. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the bear claw. It's like I I don't mind the fruity ones. Like the raspberry is okay. I do like the raspberry. Some of the other ones are pretty good. The blueberry, but like I don't know what it is about bear claw. Bear Chocolate claw Kringle's pretty damn good too. Bear claw is the way to go. I think so too. I like bear claw. I don't mind that one, and I like the one with the pecans. But I'm also with you. I like the ones that have a little bit more of the, um, that that cinnamony. Uh, uh, sort of uh, it's more the savory than savory. the savory than the fruitiness. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Those are my those are my favorites. Because I do like pie. Yeah, but that's where yeah. I save you know my uh, my fruit filling for you know that's kind of where I I lean towards. Now, Russ, this one just recently happened in the Milwaukee area. Oh yeah, I'm not sure if this is something that uh, that you see out near the Beloit area or Rock County or no, anything like I that. No, I mean, but. My, my mom lives in, like, northern Milwaukee. I mean, everyone hears about this. You see it on the news, whether you watch, like, TMJ4, yep. Channel 12, you're going to see this one. And, uh, Eric, can you tell us a little bit about this, this one? This is the Bicycling Santas. Um, it's essentially where you dress up like a big, fat Sanny and you ride a bike um, through downtown. Yeah. Um, in the image that we're seeing right now, you can clearly tell they're near the UWM campus. Um what a cool tradition, though, yeah. to be able to see and witness on, on television and then through now social media where you can uh, you can witness other people's, um, you know, uh, experiences through uh, getting dressed up, getting on their bikes. And then also, like I said, riding through the downtown area. It looks like there's also some individuals who um, actually put a cart on the back with a Christmas tree in it. Yeah, it like uh, a, I hate to be that guy who has like to... like a Rudolph type dude. Yeah, there's a Rudolph guy. Like, imagine that guy. You can't see anything out of that yeah, thing. You can't see shit, dude. Um, You're just kind of just driving straight and hoping the best. Like, <laughs> You're just like... Oh, uh, I hit a car. Somebody Come. help, dude. I can't see shit, man. Uh, there's one guy who's, uh, like, like I said, towing a, a damn Christmas tree. I, like imagine being that guy. all kinds of Christmassy themed dudes. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, now, this is... Uh, um, looks like it, it it is done in in uh like green bay area it's done in like ozaki um in this it, one specifically is milwaukee this one in particular is milwaukee that we're looking at as far as a picture but uh santa rampage man it is just all out um, yeah i remember you know it's it's not something i've really ever went to go and see and stand on the side of the road and watch it but i know for me growing up we had channel 12 tmj4 in southeastern wisconsin so you definitely saw this one around christmas time. we also had like nerf guns and uh and like video games and stuff, so you and I just never got involved in this. You yeah, know? exactly. I rode my bike, but it was mostly just over to my buddy's house and shit, or it's to like, like take off sweet ramps. And I would stuff. watch. I'd watch his stupid TMJ four call. What's Spunky Sporting? In the morning, to so know what how I needed to dress for the day. It was like this dog that they dressed up. But then I remember around Christmas time, after what Spunky Sporting, they'd have the Santa ride out there. Wow! And you'd watch that, and you'd be like, "Oh shit, that's awesome!" And you see what Spunky, the little dog. You either have like, oh, you should wear uh, snow pants today or whatever. I don't know if you remember that. Not it was on TMJ four, I think, or it might have been Fox six. It was what Spunky Sporting, and he's like this little dog, maybe like a Boston Terrier type. It's so dog. funny that you're saying this because now are you bringing back some memories? It's bringing here? back some. 
I think suppressed memories, man. Well, like yeah, of, like I remember around Christmas time, Spunky would be like, "Oh, you need mittens and a hat today," and then yeah. all of a sudden they would pop to the Santa ride, and I'd watch that hey, after. Hey, you also yeah, need to yeah. get your red hat on and fucking ride with your beard. Yeah, exactly. Um, but very cool. I think it's a really neat tradition that that other people uh, can take uh, take advantage of and, and participate in, um, and that the rest of us just get to sort of enjoy year round um, and and see. Uh, them in their all their tomfoolery, you know. Um, riding in a Santa outfit cannot be easy, um, but I know it is easy, and that's our next tradition here, Russ. This I'm, one this you and I have participated in. Easy. This one it might will make, make me, it easy. It'll make me easy too. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take advantage of you. All right. So Eric, what do we got on this? No, one? Russ, you tell me what we have over we here. We have the brandy slush. Okay, a true Christmas tradition. What was that? Christmas? Christmas? Who? But this one is like a true Christmas tradition, and uh, every family that I know has at some point had a brandy slush, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, hey, you know, recipes change, um, but the idea here is you got to have brandy. Of course, uh, probably Christian Brothers. Um, a little, if not Christian Brothers, maybe Corbell. Little little slushy ice there, and then whatever kind of yeah. juice you want to mix in with it. I yes, mean, that's that's kind of the main thing here. I mean, there's different variations of the drink. I know. I think for the many of the family traditions I've been to, it usually is some sort of like uh, orange juice. You got the sugar, you add to it the water, the soda. Um, you, you can add a little lemon concentrate depending on how sour you want to go with it. Right. But a lot of times, I think it was literally just like ice, orange juice, and brandy for yeah. a brandy slush that I had back in the day. I Beautiful. mean, there's many different variations of it. Eric, what is the one you guys have had? Yeah, something very similar. I think it's been uh, a mix of uh, some brandy with some sort of like Sprite or 7-Up. Oh, so you had like a little sweet in there. Yeah. You had like a 7-Up or sugary. Yep. And then beyond... Adding that lemon-lime soda of your choice, whether that's Sam's uh, Club uh, lemon-lime soda or, or whatever. Or talking like Fago or Twist or Up Fago or Or Fago or, yep, exactly. Whatever you want to do, Twist Up, that's a good That's a good one. That's uh, a that's, Woodman's. Uh, is that Woodman's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Twist Up. So, yeah, you put in the, the brand oh, no, new. Is that Walmart? Or Walmart. Is it Walmart, it's Sam's Twist Club. Up? Okay. Yeah, Twist Up. That's the new, yeah, that's the new one. Yeah. I think it's the new one, uh, yeah. It's yeah, they, they used to call it something else other than, you know, Twist Up, but then they, they started getting wild with their names man so yeah you put in some sort of brandy uh your choice some sort of lemon lime soda your choice put a little bit of water to sort of uh cut the carbonation just a little bit and then you can also uh put in a sugar cube in there if you want or just sweet. a little bit of you know uh, splenda or something to sweeten and then orange juice and then a little bit of lemon concentrate like you had said lemon concentrate our go-to was always tang. um uh, country time lemonade in the concentrate little can that you can get oh, at yeah, the yeah. frozen aisle just and you just shave a little bit into blender. there yep it's all see and that's the thing do not and i repeat do not thaw it out first shave it into the blender. shave it into the blender it's the best way to go and of course country time is just like i mean that's to me the ultimate lemonade other it's pretty than good Robin Yount has that lemonade that uh that you can find at some of these local wisconsin grocery stores um Beautiful, beautiful lemonade that makes the best um, vodka lemonades. Really tangy as fuck. Mm. Uh, but I think Country Time is the best for this. And like I said, in that concentrate version, 
that really, really takes things to the next level, but if you will. Besides these traditions, too, like we really hope maybe you guys have some weird Wisconsin traditions you guys follow. These are kind of just some generic ones that, you know, maybe aren't in any other state that maybe you guys can tell us something else you guys do for the holidays. And I would love to hear, yeah, well, if you've like got Tom something that you Tom and Jerry's, you know, like we talked about. Like right, maybe hot toddies or Tom Yeah, or maybe like or... eggnog with a little brandy in her or something. You know, it's basically... Well, because wasn't eggnog... It it's was basically, originally... a, basically a Tom and Jerry is eggnog and brandy. Oh, I mean, is it okay? It's kind of in that boat, right? I mean, it's yeah. similar, but... And that's, that's funny. You know, we're going to probably do another episode very similar to this uh, for, for the next one, uh, talking about New Year's traditions, because... I think, again, there are some wild and wacky ones that um, Wisconsinites do that don't necessarily um, cross over to other states, you know, like that's crazy to me. So awesome. I'm glad that we got a chance to talk about this. Please reach out to us and let us know what your specific Wisconsin holiday tradition is. All right. Now on to our Wisconsin music segment, which we love to feature uh, any sort of Wisconsin uh, artist, whether that be solo or a band. Yeah. And uh, get them into your ear in order for you to um, hopefully discover something new. And if you really enjoy it, hopefully you can uh, get a chance to go and see them live or download the rest of their catalog or go and stream the rest of their catalog. Now, today we have a um, a folk bluegrass alternative type Americana, style Americana type stuff. Really cool. Um, called Pay the Devil, and they're Milwaukee based, right? Yep. And what a what a uh, uh, I mean, we've said this before, but like, what a tough uh, genre of music to be involved in. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you have it's, to have some pretty good musicianship when it comes yeah. to banjo, mandolin, whatever you decide. You know, and it's guitar. fast. Yeah, and it's fast. You got those those guys picking the banjo at about a you know I don't know you clock them in at about maybe I don't know 105 miles an hour on their fingers and they're just really working it and they're keeping the whole thing of the song up you know the whole time and for me it's been uh, it's been cool uh, not only knowing you. But knowing your side of that that style of music that yeah, you love, yeah. and something that that I had never really appreciated or really enjoyed before, and I'm glad that uh, that you've kind of opened me up to that that style of music because it wasn't something that I had really ventured to. And yeah, this and again is one of those bands that that uh, I think you were like, hey, you know, you, I don't know, check it out if yeah, you like it. And you even know? like Adam Grohl, we had on from Horseshoe exactly. Hand Grenades, kind of went back and talked about the history of bluegrass in Wisconsin, which I thought was really fascinating. I mean, this is just another really good band up there in that genre. Yeah, and we had gone and seen Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. That was probably one of the first times I had seen that type of music live. You and I went to King Street, uh, live on King Street in Madison um, with Rachel and the kids and uh, what an what an incredible time that was! I agree, it was it awesome. was really cool. Got some Ian's pizza. Some went beers. to that weird uh, uh, leather bar. Um, oh yeah, what was it, the Wolf or something? Like that? I don't know, Wolf? but it Wolf's was awesome or something. Like Wolf's it was, probably. Was it called, like Wolf's. We were just trying to find a, a soda pop for the kids. Uh, yeah, and we just couldn't kept, find we nothing. Just kept sucking back brews, and we like we probably well, we get were some getting, for the kids. They were getting sweaty and kids hot were getting sweaty and hot, and we were like, we're just sucking back some good craft brew, and then it was like, oh fuck, we need some Sprite. And uh, went in the wolves. wolves did not have any Sprite for us. I but think they was, told us there to was leave. a bartender with some sweet leather straps. on. Somebody had a little bit of Sprite there. I'll tell you that oh, much. Yeah. A little Sprite. A little spunk. Um, 
But what's the name of the, the song that we chose here? So we chose Wrong Side of the River today. And yes. uh, me and Eric were, before the podcast here, we were actually playing a, we listened to a playlist. And we a decided, ton. I think we ended up deciding on this one, right? I think We kinda, bought a few albums first. Yeah. Because <laughs> like 10 bucks here, 10 bucks there. We were like, let's... Let's, let's really dive let's choose in. Choose one, and I think this was the one we decided on was "Wrong Side of the River." Yeah, and that's it's kind of a, a Milwaukee um, statement as far as "Wrong Side of the River." Um, yeah, I mean, if in the album cover it looks like it's it might be it the is. Milwaukee area, it with is the river, the Milwaukee River cutting through it. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about essentially downtown versus River West and that kind of stuff. River West is west of the river and then you've got downtown east of the river kind of thing um amazing musicianship though we've already kind of alluded to that uh and what you're going to hear but uh the wrong side of the river is an absolute amazing track and russ and i are uh are pleased to be able to play that for you now uh again this is pay the devil wrong side of the river
All right. Pay the devil. That was awesome. This is really good. Another like amazing one. I mean, we've had so many cool bluegrass acts that have like yeah. reached out, or we've reached out to them, and I mean, it's just incredible musicianship within our state of Wisconsin. You know, for maybe a more, I would say, a Kentucky Appalachian type music, but actually, our state has always kind of had that yeah. folk Americana. And I think it. It, it it kind of you know, like you said, maybe originated kind of in that mountains and the hills and that kind of thing, but then. Um, same with our individuals here with the Badger State being yeah. that uh, we had mining. Um, same kind of idea, man. Uh, those people, you know, brought probably guitars and banjos and mandolins and stuff, uh, washboards, uh, and they played music while they were out there mining. And that's where we're at, I think. that That's the type of music that, that we're playing. And it originated... Um, in the state probably through that, you know, and, and we had talked to Adam about that, Adam Gruel, um, such cool stuff. And then again, like I said, the appreciation, uh, back when we were in high school, we might not have said the same thing because we were just really into like Blink-182, the killers, uh, Foo Fighters and, and that kind of like, and then like you had some, some oddities that you enjoyed. Yeah. Um, like Interpol and stuff. Right. And, and even like Rammstein and things yeah, and, yeah. um, I had the country aspect that I did enjoy, uh, but for real, this is some really cool musicianship, and I'm glad that uh, we have a lot of different Wisconsin artists bringing it and and staying true with it. So that's cool. Now let's go to our beer review segment. So yeah, we actually have a really cool one today called a uh, Tref Punked. Can you tell us a little bit about Tref Punked, the Kolsch? Kind of, yeah. I can I can tell you right now that it's from Gathering Place Brewing Company. Uh, they are Milwaukee based, and uh, Tref Punked uh, is a Kolsch uh, style beer, four point six percent ABV, about a twenty eight IBU. So it's not very bitter. It's very malty. It is very malty. Right uh, Kolsch is usually that way, um, but it is a. Uh, um, a pretty true to Kolsch style beer. I mean, um, as far as the the head, I mean, you had a pretty decent head on there. Yeah, it has a nice, clear, almost like a Miller Lite pour to it or MGD pour. Very, very clear, kind of that golden color, clear, see-through. Yep. Things definitely been filtered. It has a nice, like, carbonation to it. And, yeah, the Trefpunkt is a, a Kolsch or not Kolsch. Technically, a Kolsch has to be brewed in the city limits of Köln, which is... I think believe German. Sure. But call it whatever you like. This straw-colored, sessionable Rhenish ale is crisp and refreshing with a pleasing effervescence and spicy noble hop aroma. And you're definitely getting that German hop spice. Like the for when you do get a little bit of the hint of the hoppiness. The spice. Getting a little bit of the spiciness. The Kolsch with uh I'm not sure if there's a special malt that they use or if it's like a Pilsner malt. I think it's gotta be a special malt. Um if it was, I think you could say pills. I think you could probably just put it at a pills. It's it's, it's almost a pilsner maltish. I it's would very say very similar. But the the, yeah. the hop is adding maybe that spiciness that I'm getting that back note of like that's the thing. It's peppery. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost like a cinnamon pepper back finish. Like yeah. you get like that little kind of tingliness in the back of your throat. Yep, I'm getting the exact same thing. And again, it is a uh, um, it's a really solid Kolsch. Um, I've had some pretty decent Kolsch's back. Uh, you remember um, Fun Hunter uh, Brewery in um, uh, Whitewater? It was right yeah, on the yep. campus there. Um, they had a nice Kolsch that they, they did. Kolsch. And 
I kind of always put everything up against that because that was kind of the first Kolsch I ever had. Um, you and I have gone to... I've had a lakefront Kolsch. I think it was actually called Russ Kolsch. As Russ Kolsch. Play on like the Russ Klisch. Was yep. a Russ Klisch. I that one's a good one. Uh, and that that one's one of their like original like four or five beers. I think it was like one of the first ones they brewed. One of the first ones they brewed. Um, you and I have had then out at the um, Oktoberfest stuff that we have celebrated. Oh, yes. They also have a, a couple of nice Was that at the Bavarian? Bavarian, yep. Yeah, the Bavarian, Bavarian Beer House. House had a Kolsch we tried. Um, um, and, th- and that one again was, uh, I mean... It, it, uh, right up there, it's solid. It is a, a super delicious beer, and um, this it definitely, one it definitely has a Germanish flavor, if you will. I mean, and who knows? You know, German beers a lot of times were um, meant to be enjoyed like at room temperature, um, not something that you'd you'd brew and then chill. But I don't know that that's a Kolsch. Uh, you know, um, you and I have talked a few times about what is known as the Reichsgebot, uh, which is the uh, kind of German way the of purity uh, law, the purity law, keeping the basically to a uh, the barley, the water, the yeast, and um, is that it? the beef? I think that's it. I think it's like the is basically malt, water, and yeast. Yeah, I think it's like and the, the purity law because I think what happened, if I remember right, is there was people basically cheating people when the, for the beer and they were right, making, you know. So it was kind of like they needed this law to make sure that you have to have these ingredients. It's pure beer. It's not like something you created. Right. So, I mean, like, literally, if you think about it, in jail, you can make WAP. You literally take bread make, and fruit. It, yeah, uh, I mean, toilet hooch. Yeah, you can make hooch. Like, basically, it's called, I think it's called prison WAP is, like, the true name for yeah. it. But, yeah, Wapatui or uh, prison hooch or, or to- uh, tub hooch or toilet yeah, hooch. Yeah, so, I mean, like. Um, different ways of doing it, and, and but it's it's really just fermentation. So a lot uh, of times, like, these like like a lot of these German beers, you're getting that very crisp, malty yeast and water flavor. It's, it's very basic. It tastes very pure. Yeah, exactly. When, when you drink it, it does have that pure taste to it, and that's exactly what you're getting here. Um, and and that's why I kind of brought it up is that um, that that purity that you're that the flavor wise is is there, and uh, um, you can see that right from the pour. You can smell it. You can also taste it. So. You, you know what Wisconsin does need, though, that Germany has mm-hmm. is serving beer at McDonald's. Yeah, Germany can get a you can get a nice glass of beer. While I always bring my own beer to McDonald's. Yeah, it's always. But I'm saying, like, is. wouldn't it be awesome? I'll take three McChickens and a beer. Yeah, like that'd be pretty awesome. I'll take three McChickens and two women, and a two woman, <laughs> two and women. two women. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's my thing. Is that you know, if you go to McDonald's, please bring your own beer. Um, yeah, because they don't serve it. Sorry, not sorry. You know. Um, nothing goes better with uh, a chicken McNugget than a nice side of uh, Miller Lite. So, just bring a Jan, um, bring your backpack, Jansport cooler, if you will. <laughs> bring your Jansport cooler, buddy. Throw a couple beers in there. Um, head to McDonald's. By the way, can we talk about how much Jansport backpacks kind of suck? Now they do. Yeah, like they, they used to be the baller. They were like the they were like the rich kid backpack. If back you then. saw somebody with a Jansport, you were like, that kid's not fucking around. No, he knows what's up. He knows he, what's his parents up, have some cash. We should probably talk about Jansport backpacks at some point. Uh, yeah, uh, we could do what, that. What were they, Eau Claire? Or, I th- uh, I'm not sure. It was something like that. Wausau or Eau Claire. It was Wausau or Eau Claire, one of the two. I never had a Jansport. I think I got one as like a hand-me-down, and that I, was pretty much the only time I had one. I'm going to tell you right now, there was a real wicked story about me getting a Jansport that was this dark blue with a gold and then like this white and brown kind of like whatever. Uh I then got a sweatshirt 
ish type thing, polo looking thing, like a long sleeve rugby looking polo of like the same color scheme. And I wore that with the Jansport backpack like first day of school. Tell me you didn't get a lot of chicks, dude. You just dude, split your hair down the middle. I was too basically slaying girls, man. <laughs> did you did you comb your hair down the middle too? I had just to go ham. I had to beat them off, man, with a stick <laughs> and like my elbows. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. We have a Jansport. Um, I was telling you, it's the hot shit in Wisconsin. So. Ah, dude, <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah, I had the generic. <laughs> I did generic generic walk. <laughs> Generic. Gene, Gene Spurt. Yeah. <laughs> the freaking Wish version of Jansport. Which Fuck is like, kidding. <laughs> Jen Sprit. Jan Sprit. <laughs> like you had a Jan Sprit. Jan Sprit. Dude, you had a fucking Jan Spirit, dude. <laughs> um, so if you get a chance, obviously Gathering Place has a bunch of really great beers either way. Um, if you're not a fan of Kolsch's, uh, if you're not a fan of kind of that pepperiness, um, they definitely make a bunch of different shit that you're gonna enjoy. Uh, Russ and I have have featured uh, uh, Gathering Place on a couple different episodes before, so um, they are no newcomer by any means, and we love everything that they do. So nice job, uh, and you didn't uh, you didn't miss on this one either. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. And, I can uh, barely control myself. It's just so ridiculous. How many logos you at? And today yeah. we have a uh, sweet, uh, <laughs> what would you say? fucked. Oh, my God. He looks like somebody I know, though, actually. Like, he oh, was, I'm sure. And he's just like, okay, let, I'll let Eric go into it. All right. <laughs> I can just barely control myself when I hear that logo. I'm just, or when I hear that intro, I'm just like, here oh, it comes. man, here it here comes. comes We're going to talk about some stupid shit again. For 130 some odd episodes, Russ. 133. That's, unreal. Episodes, That's 130 OWI DWI that we've that we've it's talked unreal, about. Unreal. So. Because right. um, we, you know, we've we've had a few different uh, uh, like segments that we've that we've kind of come and gone with uh, as far as uh, Wisconsin uh, drunken history goes. We've we've talked about uh, different things about the Wisconsin bucket list. We'll get back into that. But, yeah, for sure. Um, we kind of derailed that for a little while, but this one will always stay because. People are just dumb. Um, this one in particular, um, we've got a Janesville, Wisconsin article here. Uh, a man from central Wisconsin was charged with his eighth OWI offense early Wednesday morning after reportedly driving recklessly in a hotel parking lot. Um, that's always pretty cool. Uh, you go to a hotel and you just fucking rip Bernie's, right? Um, this is a 37-year-old man from Marshfield, He's facing several charges, including operating while intoxicated, disorderly conduct, and operating after revocation. So he didn't have a license in the first place. Right. Yeah. He shouldn't even have been behind the wheel. Uh, But that doesn't stop you, right? So officers were actually sent to a quality inn. Oh, my God. That's a top-notch. That's That's a a top-notch establishment. That's a five-star. I'd rather get kicked in the nuts than fucking stay at a quality inn. Oh, God. Um, So anyway, they were sent to a quality inn. Oh, wow. On Milton Avenue for a traffic complaint. So right on the main drag. Right on the main drag of uh, Dongsville fucking... Oh, God. The caller reported that uh, this individual was driving recklessly in the parking lot and squealing his tires at 12.30 a.m. Nothing good happens at that time. No. So why would you why would you assume that you can just fucking rip donuts in a parking lot some and, and you're, you're not going to get... You don't even have a get, license plate in the and first you're not even going to get... Like, you think you're not going to get in trouble? 
After arriving on the scene, there was no sign of the individual. However, officers were able to locate him a short distance away, and they initiated a traffic stop. So they Jesus. did find him. They did pull him over. This guy was, uh, he, he had shown signs of impairment uh, from alcohol. He smelled of the odor of intoxicants. Um, he, he also admitted to police that he consumed alcohol, which is, you know, I mean, God, if there's, a, if there's any way to fucking ensure your stay at the county jail, it's that. Um, officers asked the man if uh, he would perform some standardized field sobriety tests. He actually refused, which, again, is never good. That's essentially admitting guilt. Um, the police arrested this guy, and uh, a check of his driver's license revealed that he was, in fact, suspended. Mm, uh, this Marshfield native later provided a blood sample at the local hospital. Uh, for evidentiary uh, chemical testing. Um, those results are pending at this time. Which However, this is our very recent article. So. This was as of November 9th. So we are, uh, yeah, very recent here. Uh, so this guy. So we have Marshfield Man, 37. Right. Chirp and Bernie's Quality and Low Budget Hotel. <laughs> what low, do you mean? <laughs> low budget? What are you talking about? This place is a but fucking, he, he went a holiday the, inn, brother. He went from the Quality Inn to Rock County Inn. So what do we got here? Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I, you know, we don't talk often of, of, of any of this stuff, but I remember, uh, a time or two, uh, being in jail myself Okay. and, uh, wow, 133 episodes in and we're finally talking about this. But anyway, you see a, uh, a carving underneath your cell on a, on a tray that says, I hate this hotel. <laughs> and awesome. uh let me nice. tell you what i bet you this guy's fucking thinking i wish i would have just booked a stay at the regular quality Inn instead of this one because the old rock county Inn, it kind of sucks this is a non-quality this inn. is not there's nothing quality this about low this quality joint. Inn. yeah and uh let me tell you that's just how it goes you know you don't uh you don't necessarily love everything about it and this guy he had the opportunity to um he had the opportunity to not get in trouble if he would have just, first of all, not driven with yeah, uh, yeah. with his cir- with his circumstances. Uh, you Looks know, like he, I mean, he, he has- also got some disorderly conduct with this too. Um, two different uh, uh, offenses of of uh, disorderly conduct too. Um, so we're actually in the in the uh, CCAP pages here, but. Uh, it looks like his date is actually set to March of next year. So we don't have a lot of information to go off of. We do have we do have age. We have what was going on, Chirpin Bernies, Joe Dirt in it. Bernies. So we have um, thirty seven year old. Joe Dirt. Thirty seven years old. Chirpin Bernies. Um pulling that pole ball shit. I think it's back. Joe Dierte. 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 Don't try to church it up, son. Don't try to church it up, guy. I know what's hiding underneath that goddamn mullet. <laughs> So um, what do we got here? I mean, we don't have a lot. I mean, we definitely have the Ultha. So we have the Ocho. Well, we have I, a lot of drinking. We have Chirpin' Bernie's quality and low budget. This guy doesn't have a lot of money. I got a picture of this guy. Yeah. He looks hammered as shit. Um, he had a rough night. Here's my thing. is He's already in orange when this thing was pictured. That must be an he old. He's either hunting or ready for jail. That's like the two options looking, you got. He was looking to go to when jail. You, when you got blaze orange, you were, either, you were either looking for jail or you're looking for a deer. How like, unfortunate <laughs> is this motherfucker to choose fucking orange? Blaze orange is a bad choice to, to go me. to go fucking do burnouts in a parking lot. Yeah, I know. Lot. Um, 
It's like I'm either gonna get a dough or I'm gonna get my own. I'm gonna get. Dough. I'm either gonna get a dough or a fucking don't. Or yeah, do or don't. <laughs> dough or don't. Um. So here's the thing. This guy looks plastered. If this is the the night of, this also could be the picture from his seventh, and they just saved it because he's only 37 and he's got eight. So, I mean, let's just think about the fact that you can only drink when you're 21. Making bad choices here. Assuming that he got his first one at 21. He, I don't know. But he's a little bit older yeah. than us, but at the same time, he grew up in the 90s. He should have known better. I was just going to say, he's actually right in the in the same uh, ballpark as us. We went to high school with guys uh, his age and stuff. So, um, unfortunate for sure. Eight, too, at 37. Eight, eight. man. There's a lot of drinking. He's got drive. the Ocho already, bro. I know. Um, which brings me to my next point is that these are felony charges. Uh, the fact that he's even out of jail uh, or out of prison, I should say, is pretty wild to me. Um, normally, after your fourth, you are in Especially his prison. age. It's unreal. Like it's unreal yeah, that yeah. you could be, unless he started getting OWIs and he was 37 16. at 8. I mean, that's like nonstop. I mean... You almost you, every other year you get a. You it know, almost makes crazy. you wonder, like, when did he get his first? When are we talking about the timeline starting of this um, promiscuity of stupidity? You know, the the uh, I don't know, man. It's just it's. Do you have a number, Eric? I I, I think, think I, I have do. a number, and uh, if you want to go on about three, I have a number, and I'm gonna just let it out there and see what you think here. Yeah, I think. Uh, Oh, man. All right. Uh, sure. Uh, you want me to count it down? Sure. Three, two, one, 15. 15. Nuh-uh. This is two in a row where we have nailed these. How the fuck these. did you just do that? We have like we are like on the same level lately. So 15 local. I just can't believe it because. It's a, it's a weird number, too. As it's we're recording, like even or we're like not a, mouthing to each other what we're going to go with. We didn't put hand signals down or write anything. We've nailed I don't even have a pen down here. Russ, you got both pens on your side of the table. There's nothing written down. It's 15 local. 15. It's, it's, How did we come like up with the same in my shit head, again? That's what I came up with. I came with 15 in my head, yeah. So, Eric, do you want to uh, law and order this, man? I'm going to fucking hit, law and order hit this, Hit this thing math. hard this time. Yeah, here it comes. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.